It is not an April Fool's joke because April Fool's has passed. So for everybody who thought that we were playing a joke on them, the joke is now on you because we are live today with a very special guest. We have with us none other than Jeff Johns making his return to the Comics Pals. Hey guys, happy to be back. Very happy to be back. Sorry about last week. I know it was scheduled for last Saturday. That was my fault because I was in Orlando. So I apologize to everybody out there that... Uh, that uh i messed up so we we fought a show yeah we're, we're good <laughs> as as we discussed uh last time we've been doing this for six or seven years and we don't miss a beat so we just said hey we'll do a we'll do a show we'll do what we always do and, yeah i can't uh, believe you guys do it this consistent it's insane <laughs> six years crazy. yeah six, six years <laughs> yes yeah, nor will it stop. such dedication i love it i love it so much well we love comics um, and uh, we love talking about them, and we love having people like you here to talk. Kale, are you saying? We well, we love, love. I mean, we love talk. We love comics. I mean, that's <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do. I do want to say as we get this rolling, uh, a few things. We got a lot of questions for Jeff Johns. Once again, you guys love when we have Jeff Johns on the show. We will honor the questions that come from the patrons who support us very loyally. And we will honor any super chat questions that come in through YouTube. Super chats are open. So if you want your question asked, it will be asked if you super chat or if you're a Patreon member. Uh, it will be asked at the end of the show. We're going to take our time to chat with Jeff. And then at the end, we will give the listeners their their time. Um, so stay tuned and hang tight. The other thing, and Jeff, you don't even know this. No. We are doing a Jeff John's Geiger giveaway. Oh, cool. Yes, where today we will be giving one lucky winner a copy of your book in trade, Geiger. We will be giving away a copy just like this uh, to whoever wins. We submitted for people to ask you questions, and we put all their names into a randomizer. And at the end of this conversation, we will determine the person who will be sent a copy of Geiger. Cool. I will add to that, since you're set, since you're doing a little pricing, I will sign uh, copies of Junkyard Joe one through six, and also I'll get an original page from Geiger and throw it in there too. Whoa! <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll double down on that. <laughs> down on Jeff, that. my man. <laughs> yeah, that Dang. is that is huge. We will have to discuss the logistics of that. <laughs> yeah, that is. Do it. Yeah. That is. Can I enter? Because I want. <laughs> right. I want. Yeah, right. You guys can one hundred percent enter. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I've got um I got some beautiful I mean I uh, I've I have so much Gary Frank artwork that I've gotten bought and and gotten from him over the years and I've got some really beautiful Geiger pages and uh I'm sure somebody would would like one um and they're um, sitting on this podcast or somebody right here <laughs> throw it in there um but yeah yeah just you just give me the address of the the winner Sean afterward and and I'll uh, I'll have you, I'll send this stuff out John Kerry Joe Six will probably be published i think i'll probably have copies next week so i'll sign six as soon as i get it and i'll send all the stuff out oh wow wow this th this just became what a, guy. a whole other type of giveaway what i'm a guy. so excited for whoever's gonna win that is a beautiful thing jeff so thank you for doing that for our audience sure. Sure. real quick before we jump into the conversation i also want to let you guys know the listeners how you can find and support the show of course we are the comics pals at the comics pals all over social media if I sound a little rough, excuse me, I'm a little sick, but I will get through this. 
Uh, Patreon.com slash the comics pals is the best way to support the show. Uh, you get access to our newsletter. You get access to exclusive content over there, and you get a name and shout out on the show. So I want to say thank you to Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro, The Night Stalker, Harris Najinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Random Rocio, Kefis the Incorruptible, The Great Destroyer, Hyper Viper 89, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, Hound of Justice, Atomic Hound, Dan the Truth Trudeau, and Joel Justice. So thank you all very much for being a supporter. All right. And all those supporters, I got to say, you're supporting a great show. Like the dedication. I'm so impressed by the dedication and passion you guys have to do this over and over and over. And and for the love of comic books, it's really special. It's really cool. Thank that you. is means a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that that means the world to us. You're going to When I was re- re- when I grew up reading comics, if this if I had something like this, it would have changed my cuz I'm old. So back in the day, there was no YouTube. There was no social media. So my best friend I met because I saw him reading comic books on a bus, like, and that was the big connector for me. It was like, oh my God, he likes comic books too. Cause comic books when I was young, they, they were not cool. Like you didn't, you know, you kind of got pushed around for reading comic books. Um, and, uh, and it was really cool. And I wish, I remember when I found the first message boards, I started talking to people. It was really fun to to connect with people. So it, I wish I had something like this show when I was growing up reading comics. It would have been great. You know what? That is exactly why I wanted to start this. The same exact reason. That when I was a kid, I had no one to talk to about comic books. I was so passionate about it, but I couldn't do anything with that passion. And I wanted there to be a show that kids would have who are sitting at home and don't have anyone to talk to, even though of course there's social media and stuff like that now, but something that those kids could listen to and feel like they're a part of the conversation. Yeah. And so that's, that's why we do this. I so my friend and I, his name, Josh, he and I used to like in the summers in school, we go to this comic book shop called the vault in Michigan. And we just hang out there every, like when the comics came out every, they were Thursdays back then. We just go every Thursday and just, We'd go. We'd wait till they opened. Like we'd be outside the front door. He'd open it up. The guy was super nice, and we'd be in there like for four hours just talking to people, you know, random <laughs> people. That's awesome. It was so fun. Do you feel like? Do you feel like comics lost a little bit by being less underground, or do you feel like it's cool that now everybody loves comic books and comic book characters? Well, okay, so there's a big difference there, and. Um, I think it's great that people love the characters because I just want the characters to exist and survive. And like, you know, I want Aquaman and Captain Cold and all these characters to just, you know, continue to be around because I think they're really, there's something about the characters that I just find magical. And and I like that people connect to them. Um, there's a difference though between people who like superhero characters and who people who read comic books. And mm-hmm. you guys probably know that really specifically I can't tell you how many people I meet. They're like, oh, I love comic books, but they don't really love comic books. They love the movies or the TV shows. They don't really read comics. And when you know someone that actually reads comic books that knows the comic book creators and the arcs and the storylines, it's just different. So I don't think anything's been lost. I just think it's the characters, the love for the characters has kind of grown beyond. And the media, the movies and films and games and everything and animation introduced the characters to people in a different way. 
And I feel like when people find their way, because I find it through Super Friends too, like when you find your way back into comic books, like the source material, and you fall in love with it because you guys know you get bit by that bug. Like it's just you get bit and you're you are in it. And and you start to want to know everything. And um, and so, you know, it's I think it's I don't think it's like lost anything. I just think there's different levels of what you're into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You actually you you mentioned it earlier uh, that you were at MegaCon um, last weekend. How was that? Gigantic. I haven't been there in forever, like pre-pandemic. And um, the last time I went there, I went with this. Um, <laughs> I went with Zeb Wells, uh, Matt Senreich, who co-created Robot Chicken, really good friend of mine. We've done a lot of work oh. together. And the three of us actually went to Epcot and went around the tried to do around the world. <laughs> It was, it was yeah. not pretty, um, but uh, it when I went last time, it was so much smaller than it is now. It was huge. It felt like a, it wasn't you know San Diego, New York big, but it was big, and the people were awesome. It, the mm. convention's great. It's very there's a lot of space. Uh, there are a ton of creators there that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was super fun. Great show. This might be a dumb question, but do you table? At a convention, or are you like sort so of? I have are you so, transcended. So I have. I don't know if transcend. <laughs> I don't know if anyone transcends from tables at all, Kale. Like I think everyone's. We're all. You know. We're all table people, unless you're like a like a actor. Like actors have the special actor section, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so I I actually work with this group that Peter Tomasi turned me on to um, a guy named Doug Peters, really great great guy and great team. And they set up your signing. So I go for two hour blocks at a, at a, there's tables, but I only do two hour blocks a day. Cause eventually like my hand starts to hurt, you know, but I, so yeah, so I, I, I do take, I table, but I don't, I don't bring merch. I don't sell stuff. I don't, I just sign right. and go. Is it still exciting for you to, you know, interact with fans and people that really love you and your work? Always. I was actually at a restaurant um, this week and one of the waiters, I occasionally get recognized just because I think of like YouTubes and stuff. And one of the waiters is like, are you Jeff Johnson? I was like, yeah. And I thought I knew him. And he's like, I love Green Lantern. (laughs) So cool. And we ended up talking for like 10 minutes. Um, I love talking to people who love comics because it's the same feeling I had when I met Josh and we were talking about, he was reading comics on the bus and and I was a kid and we were talking about comic books. It's the same exact feeling because we just start talking about, I'm like, Oh, what are you reading now? What's good? Like, what do you like? And I'm like, Oh, I really like, you know, this and that it was, it was, it's always fun. And at the shows, it's always fun. It's just the line. I always try and take my time because you know, you want, I remember going to conventions and I'll just talk about the great experiences I had, like meeting James Robinson when I was, I was 19 and I loved his work so much. He was the nicest. He's one of my best friends now. He was the nicest human being in the world to me. Took time and like, he was just, it was really impactful when I met creators that were kind and like, and, and like talked and like, you know, and, I, and I've had experiences where I, when I was younger, where I met people that were just like that or, or they didn't show up, which was always mm-hmm. a bummer. You know, I remember there's one guest I wanted to so, show up so bad in Detroit Comic Con, they didn't come. Um, so I was, you know, I was trying, trying to take my time. And if people bring omnibuses, I try and sketch something in it because I'm like, you just hauled that omnibus like across the convention. I feel so bad for them. You know, now people bring in suitcases because 
when I first started reading, uh, writing comic books, you just signed the singles because they didn't really collect that much. But mm. now it's collected. And so I sign a lot of the big books and I always I try and sketch in them or something. But I love talking to people about comics. Everybody. Like I saw Josh Williamson there. I haven't seen him in forever. And we every we talked for like it was like super fast, like is almost like you couldn't stop talking before the panel like we got on and we just had so much to say it was really fun it's just fun to talk comics got, and who loves comics you guys are crisis brothers now too so i know i know i told them i said i know you're, <laughs> you've been through it because there is a it is a it is like a it for a creator because there's there's i'm like writing a crisis is very <laughs> different than writing anything else it's really it really is a process because there's so much around it like we talked i was talking to dan to this week about infinite crisis because he was posting about Blue Beetle or whatever, and 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 of calling him, and we just kind of reminisced about that that time between like, you know, countdown up through like crisis and how fun it was. Yeah, yeah, that's my era. That's man, that's I have a deep love for that era. Yeah, it's funny because now I have people coming up to me saying they grew up on that era. They grew up on the, you know, on like this is their first comic was. Teen Titans or Green Green Lantern Rebirth yeah. or Infinite Crisis and it's cool like I I I really appreciate that I love it it's so yeah I love talking to people love talking to fans and and like I mean I've for years I've done it there was um like Saint Walker I, I don't know if I've mentioned this but like Saint Walker is named after a fan like because someone came up huh. to me and like Green Lantern Rebirth got me through this really dark time and blah 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 it made me really hopeful and I'm like oh what's your name and I, his name is you know, I translated his name into an alien name is Brady Walker, and I made it Brody Walker, St. Walker, um, after huh. him because it, it that conversation impacted me so much. And I'm like, that that guy embodies hope because he took that and then made hope out of it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use his name into something. So I wonder if he knows that. I don't know if he does know it because I've never spoken to him. I asked him his name, and I remembered his name. I think I might have spoken to him once after that at a show but i really don't because i don't know i don't i don't know where he lives i don't if anyone knows brady walker tell him hello for me and like thanks for <laughs> inspiring saint walker and the entire blue lantern corps and being so hopeful and i hope life's going great a lot has happened uh for you since we spoke last uh that was like six months ago and uh since then we got some big big time geiger news which excited all of us. Um, we learned that Geiger is actually going to be getting a uh, television adaptation uh, for Paramount Television Studios. And it's got a great team behind it. Y yourself, of course, as the showrunner. And I know you're going to be writing the pilot. And, you know, I'm sure you'll pop in and out and things like that. And then you have um, Justin Simeon from Culture yeah. Machine working with you, which is pretty huge. And yeah, Gary, he's set to direct, which is oh, awesome. That's awesome. That's, yeah, that's and awesome. Justin's awesome. He's like the biggest... When I met him, he's a huge fan. Um, he's a he's a huge fan of comic books and he and actual like you know he's not the superhero fan. He's a comic book fan and but he's just a he's just really cool. He just did Haunted Mansion, which I'm excited to see. Uh, but he he and his team have been great to work with. They've they've written we like the script you know the script pilot scripts in and you know the strike is kind of screwing timing mm. up for stuff like the idea of like this writers you know. Writers Guild strike is really, it's May first is a deadline. There's a lot of talks right now, but everybody hears, you know, 
nervous about what it means for the next several months. But we're excited about it. I also have some, uh, we did some VFX like R&D and like on it already. It's oh. and, like really cool stuff. I'll, I'll show it to you guys. I can't show it live, obviously, but I'll show you guys the thing afterward. Oh, that's so exciting. All right. Cool. The perks. Yeah. If soon, you insist, yeah, Jeff. Well, as soon as I can show like stuff, you know, hopefully we'll get the green light and we'll be in production at some point soon. But as soon as I can show anything, you know, we'll we'll have it out there because I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. It's been fun to write, too. It's just, it's pretty close to the books. Um, there's a lot of cool surprises in it. There's, I mean, tonally, it's the books. It's just a, a pilot script allows me to go deeper into character, deeper mm -hmm. into moments, deeper into the world. But it still stays true to what Gary and I did. And when you guys see the visuals we're working on right now, it's very true to what Gary's art is. Gary's And Gary's been, like, it's so fun to work on a creator-owned, book because the only person i check in with is gary right so yeah like, i talked to gary i'm like here's <laughs> the outline and we talk about it and and it's fun to include him because we've been partners and friends for i mean we we worked together first on avengers like way back when like when i was running at marvel so mm. before maybe marco and i maybe i don't know how you old you are tyler but you got maybe before you guys were born um <laughs> But uh, I'm, I'm like, we worked I'm on <laughs> we worked on a, an Avengers issue because I love Gary's art, and then he came over and worked on Superman with me in like 2005. So we've been working straight through for, I mean, it's insane for 18 years. It's crazy. So to be able to work with Gary on on something like this, which is so new, um, it was it's exciting, you know, and it's been fun to work and collaborate with him in a different way. When you're when you're writing the pilot of of a show of a comic you've already created, does that give you opportunities to be like, all right, maybe I want to do something a little different here? Yeah, it, or, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, because you get to kind of look look back at it and say, okay, well, are there are there things that I would have maybe done a little differently or tweaked a little bit? There's nothing in it. If you if you read the pilot script, you guys would not be you'd be like, oh, it's yeah, it's the script, but there's things in there that I did change that are more character and subtle stuff and a few connect connective points that are a little more obvious in there that make it more emotional for me. Um, <laughs> and there's, you know, I could, I spent a little more time with Geiger and his, his family before the, the, the bomb goes off. So we get to know them a little bit more, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's some tweaks to be made and it's great looking back and saying, okay, here's what I loved. Here's what maybe we could, you know, we could expand more upon and then getting feedback from people that like Justin and Paramount who, who've been amazing partners to work on the, the development of the script and, and just elevate the whole thing up. How wild is it for you that <clears throat> you're working on this, given that Geiger just kind of came out a couple of years ago, like it's such a huge turnaround, such a quick turnaround. It is. I mean, I work with some great people. Um, there's like my, my head of development at, at Mad Ghost here, like he, and um and this guy Gary King over at Paramount really spearheaded this, but I think part of it's because because I just have experience in the world already. So you know, getting this in front of people and figuring out how to and I show I show around Star Girl, so you know, 
I'm already a showrunner. So being able to say like, this is the next thing I want to show run and try and, fi and, and figure out like, okay, where is a great place for it? Uh, we just got lucky uh, with working with great people, you know? Well, one thing I didn't think about until this conversation is the fact that if Geiger is getting a series adaptation, that means that, I mean, I guess it doesn't literally mean it, but in my mind it does, that Junkyard Joe will appear, which I am so excited for. I cannot wait to see how you guys showcase Junkyard Joe in live action. Yeah, so <clears throat> again, we need to get the green light for production still because we're in development. But yes, if, I mean, there's mentions of Junkyard Joe in, in the pilot. So just like there were in the comics, like the, the cartoon strip exists and... You know, you'll see you'll see kind of stuff in there. It's it's very the thing about the world and the unnamed and Geiger and all this is that it, there's it's very layered. If you actually read Geiger one, the news broadcast, it's like on page I don't know four or something, actually sets up every single character. And Sean's about to double check. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right. It's yeah, that first panel up there actually yeah. references a lot of different things in there um i didn't put the timeline into the last issue because i didn't want to say oh look there's a whole universe yet mm. i wanted to kind of just slowly introduce it and we, we're doing it character by character so uh like brian hitch and i are working on red coat right now which is really surprisingly very funny um about uh you know this british red coat soldier from the american revolution that accidentally becomes immortal um, and all the great things that come with that and all the kind of bad things that come with that and uh, and hilarity ensues. There's a lot of humor in it that we didn't expect, I think, but he's kind of a ne'er-do-well. Um, he, like, he's like, he's not particularly a good shot, but when you've been shooting at things for 180 years, like, you just get good, <laughs> right? You just, you can't help it. He's not naturally talented. He's just done it a lot. It's like that uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell thing for violence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's really bad. He's really bad with money. Like he's just like I, he's all broke. Like he doesn't understand. He's been around forever. He just can't wrap his head around how to be good with money. So he's always kind of like you know looking for like a handout. Um, but there's there's some really funny, and he gets into an adventure that ties into all this stuff. But it's 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 a fun book to work on too. But the world's the universe is fun because it's kind of superhero adjacent. You know, it's not quite superheroes, but there's you know genre and powers and elements that make it more than normal you know um and that's that's what i've been having fun with for red coat did it just so happen that as you guys were developing the character it came out that way or was there intention behind some of the comedic elements so marco it's funny because the the humor came out when i was writing the first issues because i'm like okay well how who is this guy and he just started talking and when these guys show up and like you killed my brother i'm like this probably happens to him all the time because he's a mercenary <laughs> that's done it so he's probably like er like all the time he's people are like you killed my dad you killed my best friend and he's like who are the people that are coming because i think he's really sloppy because he you know he doesn't necessarily um covers tracks very well like you know mm -hmm. um so the humor came out of just the situation. I'm like, wow, there's actually a lot more humor in his life and who he is than initially like on a plot like level, you know, or on a, like when you're conceiving a character, he just starts talking to you. It's a little bit like, um, 
there's a few characters like this that start to speak to me, which I can't even control. Like Lara Fleas was a character where I was like, who, who is this? Where'd he come from? Like he just started yeah. talking to me and I'm like, Oh my God. And then the Christmas special only came out because he wouldn't shut up. I'm like this character, like I have to do something where it's just his story because I can't, he just keeps like, he, he grabbed onto me in some weird way. And it was the humor of it all. And Redcoat's a similar, in a similar way. He just, he just is very funny to me and I can't stop enjoying him. Like there's a character, it's a little bit like Will, who's the young boy in Junkyard Joe. He's got kind of a humor and a snap and a sarcastic wit to him that I don't know where it came from. I didn't plan on it. He just started doing it. And, and I love when that happens. And and I, when characters are a little, a little more humorous, I find that it comes out in the, in the script. Um, I don't necessarily go, that's the funny character. Like I, I thought Red Goat's going to be like, you know, kind of serious, like Highlander. And then he turned into like this crazy, I don't know what he is. He's like Ricky Gervais and crossed with like, you know, Highlander. <laughs> like he's <laughs> something really fun. Anyway, I'm really excited for that book to come out. I, you know, we're um, Brian's Brian and I are breaking ground on it, and uh, you know, we've got some big plans coming up that I can't talk about yet. But hopefully, hopefully, very soon, you guys will hear a lot more about what we're doing. Cannot wait, including with Jason Fabok too. Oh, definitely cannot wait. <laughs> yeah, Jason and I have been working on something since Three Jokers, and we just have not spoken about it. We haven't announced it. We haven't said anything about it because we just want to get as much done as we can. And then we'll, you know, our goal is to always try and get this stuff just a backlog because we control the schedule. So we can say when it comes out, which helps us. Um, is, that, so is that in the the Geiger verse or is it a completely different thing? I cannot say anything about it. Okay, okay, about okay, it. okay, okay, yeah. okay. I see you. If, Jeff. I say one, if I see one thing, Gail, it'll, it'll it'll start to spoil it. But um, but Jason is he's a genius, Jay. Yeah. Uh, and um, much like uh, Gary Frank, we've de developed a pretty intense and um, uh, deep connective, creative connective relationship and collaboration. Like we've been working together. Since Justice League now, which is quite a while ago, so 20, I mean, 20, maybe 15, it was before Rebirth, 2014. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we, I saw him, I was shooting a Titans episode in Toronto this summer, and I went to uh, Ontario to see him in Windsor and um, had a great time. Uh, he's a amazing guy. Have you guys ever spoken to Jay? Unfortunately you know? not. You know yep. what we should do next time? We should get like me and like Jason on or something. Like maybe once the we we talk about our book more, but or we can talk about like three Jokers and Justice League Run or something. Dark Side War. Um, yes, don't threaten know. us with a good time. Well, just it'd just be fun to like have like an artist that I work with a long time, yeah. Gary, like someone oh. for a long, long time, and just yeah, you know, just, <laughs> they're they're great to speak with. If we if we got Gary Frank. On this podcast, alongside you, I don't know that there's anything that could happen that would be bigger than that for us. Like that is it. I'll try. You know what I'll do? Maybe we'll. I'll. Try, I'm going to talk to him. Maybe we can get one. I'll, I'll talk to him. He doesn't do any of these ever, but I'll see. <laughs> oh wow, Gary Frank. It's interesting. Gary's such a. He's such an artist. Artist. Um, he's a genius too, and he. We always come from a place of emotion, which is why every one of our books. And I don't know if I can say this about anyone else I've ever worked with, but. 
you can actually read any of our books in order. Like you could read Superman Secret Origin and then Brainiac and then Superman and the Legion. Or you could read Batman Earth One. Like we our, all our stories are kind of designed to have a beginning, middle, and end. And I don't think there's any other like and we've done it for forever. For some reason, when we work together, our stories are like these complete stories. And Jason and I now have started to do that with three jokers. You know, and we want these complete stories where you can just pick it up, read it, enjoy it, and then you know, and then that's it. Even Junkyard Joe one through six, although it's part of a bigger universe, the six issues are really you can read that just those six. You don't have to read yeah. anything else. You can read Geiger, or you cannot. It doesn't matter. After issue six, you'll want to. Um, <laughs> but um, but but it, yeah, it's really interesting how that just kind of happened with what we do. Well, let's let's talk about Junkyard Joe because uh, when we first scheduled this, we were thinking that. Junkyard Joe would be wrapped at this point. There was a delay. Um, and so now it's coming out, I think you said in April, right? It's coming out. I mean, it's a, next, it's week, next week, right? Next, oh, yeah. it's okay. I think either next week or the week after. It's okay. coming out soon because um, it's at the printer now. We It's a 30-page issue, so we made it bigger, which took mm. us a little longer to finish. That's why it's it's a few weeks late. Um, but uh, it's a beautiful book. I cannot wait. I'll show you guys some of that, too, afterwards. Oh. Actually, no, I I might be able to. If, I don't know if I can share my screen. I can enable that if you would like. Yeah, yeah. I, I can just show show you guys some. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, there we go. You should be able to share your screen now. Okay, you know, I'm just going to open up issue six. <laughs> Since I can, right? Just uh, be careful with whatever else you're opening up. Yeah. Just, you know, we are live. <laughs> I'm just going to show you guys the first few pages of this. Awesome. All right. You guys see that? Yeah. Well, I gotta, so I gotta, open I up issue it. six, going back to and this is Rob Lee, beautiful letterer. So you guys got to look at what I get, right? These are the PDFs I get um, when we do, when Rob turns them back in. And I do, I do notes on the dialogue this way. So oh. first page in 1972, let me go back, make, make sure this is single pages. And, um, and yeah, I'll, I'll just we'll just go through this opening scene because it's fun. So we flash back to Muddy as he's sleeping, recovering the infirmary, and he wakes up, and there's a man there. Hello, Private Davis. He says, "Who are you? I'm a specialist, a doctor. I'm an engineer. I design weapons for the United States. I came to ask you about what you encountered in the jungles." One of the nurses said that you've been insisting your life was saved by a robot soldier. Can you tell me more about this robot? Um, and he's sketch pad from issue one. No. I didn't see a robot. I didn't see anything out there. We see him and his troops with, with Joe, except every one of my friends die. And the man says, oh, I must have been mistaken. Have a safe trip home, Private Davis, and he leaves. We go closer on this strange man that he met. It's curious why I would have sought out Mr. Davis, but we stay on mission. We realize this is the same man. Oh, okay. Recover the asset. And eliminate any witnesses. There's no telling how many people have seen it by now. If the kids took it into town, sir, says Melody Hills is a small place. Clack. We have plenty of ammunition to complete our mission. So, we'll in this issue we'll actually get the backstory of Joe. You know where he's from. Who this man's called the custodian. That's kind of his his nickname or code name. His, who his group is and and how they're all involved in this and and as we get into town now, um, 
we see Joe and the kids. I love these kids so much. Um, and, uh, and then the kids have to, you know, they're looking for help and, um, beautiful artwork by Gary. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, excellent pacing. There's, um, a moment on page two, actually, like the bottom two panels that, yeah, I was going to bring Jeff out. I, I, I don't know if you like, right script, uh, if you go back one more. Yeah. Where oh, yeah, it just. Yeah, I script it like this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that yeah. the just like the tightening, the zoom in on the hand, it, it it's just like evocative, and so th those are those small things that I associate a lot with your writing. It's just you you let moments breathe, and then the art complements that, and especially with someone like Gary Frank, like it's it's a a duo there. Well, one of the things that's interesting, Marco, about about this. So Gary, like I'll, I do full script. I I had these moments in Gary. You know, Gary. It, it might be a seven panel page and you might make it eight or you might make it, you know, six. We have that relationship where if he does something, then he does it. Like we trust each other inherently, but I always do add moments like this. And one of the things, one of the reasons I do this, even these first two panels is it's pacing because in comics in film and TV, we control, as I edit like an episode or, or a film, you control the pacing that someone takes us in. In comic books, you can only control the pacing someone reads because they read as fast or as slow as they want by adding panels. You slow them down. So you can actually, I add, when something's emotional, I try and add more panels, silent beats, you know, things like this to just give, make it feel slower. So him covering up that that drawing, clearly it means he's like, oh shit, right? If someone's asking about that robot and then he covers it up, you'd lose that moment. But I always say it's as simple as someone saying, you know, um, seeing like a, a page of Batman walking through a door. If you add him a, a panel of his hand going close to the doorknob and then go back on his face, then go back on his hand, then his hand grabs it, you've just created some tension, right? Uh, that's how you, that's how I, I try and slow things down or or create mood. Even this these panels here, you can see four and five of this guy thinking, whoever this man is, he's thinking, oh, I must have been mistaken. He's deciding right there, do I do I have to push this or do I just let this go? And he lets it go, you know, have a safe trip home. But in that moment, you can see that that's telling you all of that. Rather than having one panel, he says, oh, if I'd had all those word balloons in one panel, oh, I must, must have been mistaken, have a safe, safe trip home, Private Davis. That moment of him thinking and processing that you probably aren't even aware that you're 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 adding it in there while you're reading it that's what that's for so there's a lot of things that happen between the panels that that are storytelling that you're writing without obviously dialogue or whatever but i always add these extra beats um even here where he's saying like we recover the asset and eliminate any witnesses on panel one and then you go to, you know, the guy says, look, you took him into town. And, and the guy says, Melody Hills is a small place. And he cocks his gun. We have plenty of ammunition to complete our mission, meaning they, they'll kill every single person if they have to. Yeah. I don't, have to, I don't have to say that, right? I can just show it in these panels. But anyway, that's kind of, you know, that's what we, you know, that's, that's some of the best story. And with Joe... Joe's Joe doesn't even talk. He doesn't even express. He just looks. So the looks are so important. It's, you know, 
moments like when when you know they're saying where's the vet center over there and will the kid says man people are gonna shit when they see the real life junkyard joe and there are a lot of people on main people a lot of people on main street and joe just looks over and he's like what and that's him saying what do we do right you just you think it what do we do you know, the then, worry is that like a like a little nuance of just like oh okay he's yeah. he's coming back for reassurance he's looking back yeah exactly he's looking for reassurance like okay what and then they're 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 thinking about it and we go back to you know muddy and sam their father and really again beautiful this last panel really you know really shows beautiful motion by gary frank um one thing i noticed about Gary is that like he can put some so much emotion into Joe just by depending on the headcock and the lighting on it because yeah. it's a robot face, but it's it's so uh, yeah I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so cool. Oh, it's beautiful, and they have like this isn't a superhero comic really, right? It's a it's a science. I guess it's a, a genre comic, but it's a really pretty grounded story for what it is. It's yeah. about a about a robot um, and veterans and and to have. I feel so grateful and fortunate that Gary that Gary Frank's drawing this story because he brings the heart to it and it looks he elevates it. It looks so to me absolutely perfect, you know. Um but anyway, yeah, so this is this is the issue, but it's done. It's at the printer and um you know and uh so excited to have this in my hand oh, i'm yeah. beyond be excited anyway that's a that's a that's a look at the at joe six thank you because i think that on two levels for everybody here and for everybody watching what you just did was incredible because not only you're showing us something that you know really no one else has seen but you and those who you're working with but you also gave what I think is a piece of what could be, you know, and I'm shocked you haven't done this yet, a masterclass mm. on storytelling. Because what you were just describing is something that I think is the essential sauce of telling stories. Last time you talked about cinematic storytelling and you 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 made a point to say it's not just about things being big, it's about taking your time and living in moments. It is especially in comics yep. where like you said, we control the pace. You as a creator, you're like, eh, 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 hold on. I have some control over this. And yeah. I don't think a lot of comic book, I, I don't want to speak disparagingly, but I think that that's a lesson that a lot of people uh, would do well to learn yeah. to enhance their work. And so I appreciate on behalf of everybody in our community who's a writer that you just did that. I, yeah, sure. I mean, I love talking about craft. I love doing it. Like I talk about, I, I learned a lot of my, a lot of kind of my storytelling, there's things that James Robinson would teach me early on where he would say like, you know, when you have a splash page, make sure it's on a, an even page because you got to turn the page. Like yeah. oh, if you have a splash yeah, page on the odd page, you're, you're, you see both pages at the same time, you've blown it, you know, um, because if it's a reveal, you've, your lead up to the reveal is useless because you've already seen it. There's all sorts of things that um, like little stuff that I'm surprised people don't, don't, teach and then the pacing of it all i think i think people might underestimate the the level of, of the level of thought that goes into kind of the, the layout of a comic book even if there's like four word balloons or, or or none there's still a lot of thought process that goes into it i remember when we first 
um, I was writing comics, sharing a low, uh, an office with Jeff Lowe a long time ago. And I remember thinking like, I feel so guilty when there's no words on the page because they're going to read it quick. Like, and he's like, but that's storytelling. Sometimes it's not about having a hundred word balloons so that it takes them 30 minutes to read a book telling a great story. And that, you know, gave me some confidence to kind of pull back on stuff. And when you're working with somebody like Gary Frank, the silent panels are key. You know, they're, they're just key to illustrating emotion. If you look at three jokers, Jason and I did the same thing. I mean, there's so much dense storytelling in that and storytelling between the panels and emotional storytelling with just slowing the pacing down by adding panels and moments and showing different pieces of it. There's like a story under the story of that. Um, but yeah, it's not just a dialogue, you know, that tells the story that you're reading. You're not just reading dialogue. You know, right. actually, every panel you're reading, it, it's just a different form of, of of reading. It's a different form of like input. The same way that when you're watching a movie, you're not just waiting for the actors to talk. You're taking in the scene and exactly. the direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think film, what film does really well is like, even when we try when we did Stargirl, we tried to slow pacing down and do scenes. Like I'm like, we need scenes with no dialogue. This is not about, you know, a lot of shows are just like, they talk about what's going to happen. They talk about what's happening. They talk about what happened rather than letting you experience it and feel it. Right. And sometimes we just have Courtney stare at her locket, a scene where she's staring at her locket. And you knew she was thinking about her dad and that was it. Like we'd have scenes where it was just, you know, um, Yolanda Montez feeling lost and, and left out. But, but we'd always talk about scenes without same like silent scenes in comic books, scenes without dialogue. So it wasn't back to back to back to back. Some of those things you watch, you're like, oh my God, there's, you're just telling me everything. Yeah. I call it lean back TV. When they tell you everything, you just kind of disengage and like, you can check your email. But when you're like, you're in, in pulling people in and trying to build intrigue and slowing it down, you have to lean in and really listen and really engage and really connect to it because the disconnect to the lean back TV is to me, not, not what I want to, want to watch you know i want to i want to be engaged and enthralled and and so like on a, a, in stargirl we tried to really there's if you if you watch it it's paced a lot like a gary frank comic book you know where we have silent scenes and etc anyway sean you're muted oh yep. i'm sorry uh this is a this is a lean-in interview because <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of our one of our huge supporters, uh, Tom McCown, he said, "I was gonna bag and board comics during this." Nope, hanging on every word. <laughs> so, I'm glad. And 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 you know, we want to be highly respectful of Jeff's time, so we actually are just gonna cut uh right into the listener questions to give you guys your chance because you know we want to make sure we get these out before we close. Right. Um, so, uh, Tyler, do you wanna do you wanna kick us off? Yeah, is there any particular one you want me to get to or? Just from the top. Okay. Um, so uh, da, 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 Joel Justice asked, uh, uh, Jeff, what do you like about your own comic runs on Geiger or JSA or Junkyard Joe? Any particular things that you think of? Um, you know, I, I like the... Hate there, there's, there's certain storylines that I, I, I probably resonate more than when they're emotional. Like there's certain things. There's some that like Sinestro Core that probably would be obvious. There's others like Superman and Legion of Superheroes, which maybe would be less obvious. Um, or the Superboy run in Adventure Comics, which I really, oh. I really loved and and found you know, um, some of the, some of my favorite stories are probably the ones that are 
I kind of lost or like just forgotten. There's a single issue I, of Superman I did with Brent, Brent Anderson where kids are playing baseball and he just crash lands into the field. And they're like, where the hell did Superman come from? And it's just a single issue story about Superman and his impact on kids that I really love. Um, but but yeah, anything that's emotional, I, I, that's what I respond to. Um, some are really successful and some are kind of like obscure. Uh, but I could, you know, and I could also list the ones that I learned a lot from that I didn't turn <laughs> out so well. But uh, but those are my those are the ones I, I really like are the ones that resonate with me emotionally. That's why I like Junkyard Joe so much because it's really emotional to me. Yeah, that's sure. why I love it too. Uh, this next one is from Brian, who says, "Do you wish you had more time on Teen Titans, and did you have plans for the team that one year later might have gotten in the way of?" Yes. I did. It's a huge conversation. Um, I it really was. Um, I love working with Tony Daniel on that one year later run. It was so fun. I loved like Superboy oh, yeah. and Kid Devil and Wonder, like all that whole storyline when we were building all that stuff up and Tim and Cassie, you know. Um, but Tony Daniel was taken off the book in the Titans East arc, and I I told myself like I. I, I I wanted to work with Tony and because of the schedule and him being pulled off it, I left the book because I did not want to stay if the book wasn't going to be as good as I thought I could make it. Same thing happened with Hawkman with Rags Morales. He was leaving at 25 and I'm like, I have to stop the book because I don't know who can draw Hawkman and make it look as good as Rags. So I'd rather mm. leave now than continue the book and make it not as good. So mm. Teen Titans, I did have other plans, other characters I mean, I introduced a lot of characters, Miss Martian, yeah. Zachary Zatara, like a bunch of characters I, I like, but I did have some more plans for them. I wanted to go back to Titans tomorrow at some point, I remember, which eventually they did. I think JT, yeah. JT that did that arc with my blessing, of course. Um, yeah, I really liked his Titans run. I thought it was really good. Um, but um, yeah, it got cut short because Tony Daniel left the book and he was take, kind of taken off the book and I told at the time, I remember telling DC, if he if he goes, I, I have to go too. Mm. Uh, real Killer quick, uh, if you're if you're in the chat and you would like your question asked, you do have to super chat. Otherwise, we are going with the questions that we got before this conversation. So, Kale, uh, why don't you throw one towards Jeff? Yeah, this one's from Kevis. Um, who haven't you written that you would like to write? Um. If, they're, if we're talking about characters that exist already, uh, I love the Hulk. Absolutely love the Hulk. Um, Gary Frank and I have a Hulk story. Uh, I don't know. like Because we're doing all our creator own book, books and work, I don't just don't know if we'd ever, if, if we'll ever do it. Hopefully someday. Um, I love Captain America. Um, wow. Spider-Man and his villains. Um, you know, on the DC side, like I love the outsiders. I just grew up with the outsiders. I never, I really wanted to do like a kind of super character driven book on the outsiders. And then I have a Sergeant rock story. I love, love to do. Um, yes. That would be really fun. On the, on the, on the IP versus like your IP, you know, the creator yeah. own versus, you know, you know yeah. company stuff. Uh, do you sort of prioritize are you like, listen, I'm creator own. Forget uh, it. 
well, at this point in my career, creator owned is just for me and my my partners like Brian Hitch and Jason Fabach and Carrie Frank. Like it's just it's just where we're at because we've done so much work. Like Gary and I are really proud of the work we've done on the superhero superheroes that exist, like Batman and Shazam and Superman and Doomsday Clock and Jason and I. Like it's like we did Batman Joker, we did a Batman Joker. Like we're we're gonna do a Batman Joker story. We want to blow it out and do like a Batman Joker story that examines like everyone he's hurt and you know what it means to be you know uh traumatized by the joker and how you recover from that and how some recover well like barbara and some don't like jason and how difficult it is and about healing with batman and joe chill like there was so much stuff in that book so we're really proud of that 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 book um we had an idea for a sequel uh and and we're going to do it. We were going to do it right away, but then we ended up doing for a variety of reasons, doing our creator own book next. And so, I, you know, at this point, creator owned is just, it's what Jason wants to do. And I want to do, and Gary wanted, like, it just becomes something that's more of a priority uh, just because it's, it's, you know, we have control over it too. The fact that we can, we can, you know, do whatever we want. Like it's, and it doesn't mean that we don't, one input because Brian Cunningham's our editor and it's great to have Brian. He, I've been, he's been my editor on all sorts of things. I want his feedback. I want his notes. Even Rob Lee will like on dialogue will, will give suggestions in the things like, Hey, you might think about this. And I'm always, I love it. I love collaboration. When you work with great people, everyone's just trying to make it great. Um, so it's not about like having creator own where we can just do whatever we want. It's more about just creating from whole cloth and really owning the character and having the ability to do endings. Like as much as I love writing Green Lantern, when I ended it, I have to kind of do my ending. Like this is the last issue 20 was like, I'm like this, if you want to stop re reading Green Lantern right now, you could, cause I jump so forward and kind of lay it out there, but I knew the book was going to keep going. And, and so it's nice to have that in, in the creator own universe, creating characters, at this point and, and doing endings and like, I'm having a lot of fun with red coat. I'm having a lot of fun with junkyard Joe and they're, they're important stories to me personally too. So um, yeah, creator own is my priority for sure. All right, let's run through these last few questions. Uh, we definitely want to announce the winner of the giveaway. So let's barrel through these and then, and then make that announcement. So um, go ahead, Marco. Yeah. Next one from Harris. Uh, is there a character you want to pluck out of the shadows and tell a story about in the current landscape? Who would it be? And an addendum from my part, why is the right answer Swamp Thing? <laughs> Swamp Thing's got great stuff going now, like Jeff Lemire's book and Doug Monkey, right? Like that's yeah. like I feel like Swamp Thing isn't obscure. He's like a great character that like I like the obscure, obscure Marco. Like give me like the like the bottom of the barrel. Like that's why the Aquaman and Booster Gold and all these characters. When I launched Teen Titans, I remember people were like, why? It just got canceled. Why would you ever write Teen Titans? Why would you work on JSA? Hawkman's a failed character. Don't write Booster Gold. Go write Batman. Don't do not do Aquaman. Like, I, at my whole career, people have been telling me, don't do those characters. I love those characters. Um, and so it took a long time for me to even do Batman projects. I'm like, Batman doesn't need me. Batman's already great. He's got great characters, great stories, great, like, stuff. But... Um, if I was going to pick some, some obscure character from, from the, I'd love to do, he's not very obscure. I'd love to do a demon book at DC. Like the demon would be really cool. I've got a lot of ideas for the demon. 
Um, uh, would you do I, it in in iambic pentameter? Uh, I cannot <laughs> cannot reveal what exactly I do, and just in case it ever happens. Fair, fair, yeah. But uh, and then Metamorpho is I've met, mentioned him a, a lot. I just find him a really intriguing character. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I'd ever do necessarily do a book, but the Outsiders he'd be included in that. But I'd say the Demon is probably one of my. One of the few, because it's also not at all what I've I've done before. It's so different. Um, that would be fun. So this next one is from Dan Trudeau, and Dan says, "Is there a different learning curve for a comic book writer coming from a TV film background, like yourself, uh, than someone coming from a literary writing background like Scott Snyder?" So what are the differences? I don't know the differences because um, exactly just because I come from. I come from film and TV. It's very visual. Like I always tell people who are writing mm. comics, read shot by shot, great directing book, but it's great for comic books too. Um, so a book called shot by shot, understanding comics, they're all visual storytelling. So I think, you know, it, it's, it's probably specific by person, but the one advantage I had coming from film and TV was that I already thought visually, I already thought shot list. So it wasn't a big stretch to start to go, Hey, close up shot. This is why I'm going to pull back. This is why I'm going to do an overhead shot. This is like every shot's motivated. There's a reason for every shot. So, um, so, so yeah, for me, it, it, it did help coming from film and TV. Tyler, you want to uh, ask the last couple? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, here. Yeah. So the other question that we had is from Orboros snake. Uh with John's propensity for well, with your propensity for the golden age uh, and those characters, would you ever be interested in crossing them over with the freedom fighters to create a current status quo? We have a freedom fighters fan in the. Um, yeah. The freedom fighters are great characters. Yeah. They've done, you know, a couple of re couple like reboots over the years. You know, Jimmy Palmiotti did, did a pretty big one. That was cool. Um, I don't know if I necessarily would tackle that since they've done it so many times already, but I always love the characters. Yeah, you know, particularly Phantom Lady. Really cool characters. Uncle Sam would be interesting in in today's climate. I think. Yeah, I mean, he'd be a cha obviously a challenging character on a lot of levels, especially that beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, there's something interesting about the Freedom Fighters. I don't know if you, you know, there's so many different aspects. Like my brain starts working on it. I, I got to stop it before I start thinking of ideas too much. But um, <laughs> uh, but there's just a bunch of different ways into how you could tackle that. Tyler, was that all? Um, I could just throw that one, a quick one that Matt had in there. Um, sure. If you could recommend a book besides John Gerjo, uh that's on the stands right now, what would it be? There's a lot of books I love. Right now, I just read Headlopper, which I just thought was oh, I just yeah. love that book. Yep. Jason Fabok turned me on to that. I thought it was so good. been recommending uh, that for years. Oh, my God. It's so fun. To, it's just fun. Um, yeah. Out of all the superhero books, I'm enjoying Radiant Black the most. I think that universe is really fun. I think Kyle oh, Higgins yeah. has done a really great job with that. Um, yeah. And um, let's see what else. I mean, those are those are two of the books I've I've really enjoyed lately. Awesome. So, I think now is the time to determine who will win. Not only apparently a copy of the Geiger trade. But additional prizing from Jeff Johns himself, signed copies of one through six of Junkyard Joe. And I believe you also said an original page of Gary Franks, which yes, is unbelievable. 
Tyler, that's all you, buddy. Yeah, I swear I didn't put my name as the only options <laughs> at all. <laughs> and you give me the oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. task of doing this. All right, I'm gonna spin this and see what happens. So here we go. All right. Who's the lucky person going to be? The luckiest person on earth. It's Harris. Hey. <laughs> awesome. A day one right there. That's, yeah. A literal day one supporter yeah. oh, that's awesome. of ours, Harris. Wow, and a wow, big wow, fan wow. of yours, by the way, right. uh, Jeff. So congratulations, oh, Harris. That's yeah, awesome. That's great. Uh, so Harris will reach out to you to, I mean, Gosh, Harris is actually a personal friend of mine, which is so funny. Um, but we'll reach out to Collusion. you and get you. Collusion. Don't e <laughs> Kale, don't recount, even recount. say that. Don't even say that. Um, <laughs> we will reach out to you to get you to get your information to send you your stuff. Uh, that is that is fantastic. Congratulations, um, Jeff. Thank you so 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 much for coming back. We right, really appreciate it. Absolutely, let's do it again. I'll snag one of my one of my uh, collaborators in here next time, and we'll yeah maybe we'll put up some books again and go through it. Like and oh, you know we could, we could also dedicate one where like one about just comic storytelling and talk about storytelling and get into that. Let's talk. We'll talk offline. Please, anything you want to do is an instant yes okay yeah just a yes and, and Jeff, I, love to, I love yeah i love talking about that stuff and i don't i, I don't do it much so it'd be fun if you're ever in your new york and you got downtime you know sorry kel but three of us are in new york so <laughs> yeah, um, we yeah we we could do this like we're like captain america we can do this all day um jeff is a very busy man thank you so much do you want to say anything any like last comments where can people it's find you uh, just thanks for, I mean, thank you for, uh, checking out the books and for all you buying Junkyard Joe. I know it's like not the classic superhero book. So thanks for checking out a non-classic superhero book. Uh, we're really proud of it. And we got some cool stuff coming up. We also are doing Geiger Ground Zero. Gary and I are working on that right now, which is going to be a two-part kind of origin story where we look at Geiger's first days after the bomb, um, mm. went off and, and how he became kind of Geiger and that will set up something pretty big for next year that we're um, that I'm super excited to talk to you guys about when the time is right. Can't do it now, but it's much, much bigger than um, than just another book. It's very cool. That is super exciting. And hopefully we can have you on to talk about that uh, when it is time. The, the audience is saying thank you, Jeff. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you all for watching. We're saying thank you, Jeff. Audience, we will be back in a few minutes. We're going to say bye to Jeff off air. So if you want to hang tight, uh, we'll come back and we'll wrap up and chit-chat about the interview we just did. So uh, we'll see you guys in a few short moments. Bye, guys. We did it again. We did it again. Is that a quote from Home Alone 2? No, okay. it is not. <laughs> Although I do love that movie. Um, Always an incredible pleasure to get to speak to Jeff. Like, we we really worked hard to get this all put together, like getting all of your questions and everything like that put together. You know, we're sorry that we were uh, not able to ask more, um, but obviously we had time constraints that we had to work in. Like if you guys saw what I personally had ready to ask <laughs> and talk about compared mm -hmm. to what we actually talked about, it's not even close. I look at it this way. More content for the future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Jeff's absolutely. Jeff's backlog isn't going anywhere besides my bookshelf. 
So and we really like we really can't say a lot, but like Jeff just showed us something. Like he talked about what he would show us, and he showed it, and it's cooler than you think. It's like, cooler than it has any right to be for sure. Yeah, especially <laughs> at this stage, like the the way he described it, how early that is. It's way cooler than you think. It's yep. so awesome, and whenever it comes out, it's gonna knock your socks off. Geiger, the comic book, right, is fucking phenomenal. The show is gonna like if this is any indication, it's gonna be at least just as good. I'm just gonna next time we talk to him, be like, "Yo, if you need an extra to be in the rainforest cafe area of characters, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. World's biggest rainforest <laughs> cafe fan right here. I'm ready." That's hilarious. <laughs> and 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 hey, uh, if you guys if you guys enjoyed it, you know, if you enjoyed what we just did, if you had uh, a good time listening to Jeff, we really appreciate any support. Uh, liking the video is huge. Uh, super chats are huge. Those are massive. We thank you guys that did that today. Um, joining the Patreon. If you if you want more stuff like this, supporting shows us that you guys are into it. It lets us know what we need to keep doing. And it gives us the resources to be able to do bigger and better things. Like if you guys want shit, like a Jeff Johns masterclass, like the way he was talking, you know, like, all these jewels and gems and things he has to drop. Like if this is going to be a place where he would like to do that, you know, your support makes things like that real. So I, thank you so much. I got the impression that he loves doing that part of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, just that, just that breakdown. That. Like yeah. I asked him the question and he, I'm like, page two. He's like, Oh no, no, I know what you're talking about. Like he was ready. Cause he understood that like, uh, this was a thing that was done on like, like yeah. on purpose. It was meticulous. Like it, it had intention. You literally like I was thinking it, and you said what I was thinking, Marco. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yo, that was great. Those two yeah. panels, I was like, I, yeah. I love that kind of stuff, like because like it, it's like I has to be right, like it has to be on purpose. Uh, I also want to point out that uh, you know we talked about this, but patrons had um, a double double entry essentially into yeah. the into the uh, uh, into the, the uh, giveaway. So, you know, whenever we do giveaways, like that's how it's going to be. Um, that is how it's going to be. So a patron did win um, because, again, they have uh, extra entries. I'm still pretty high off that. That was so awesome. <laughs> like there's what. <laughs> right. What uh, was so impressive about Jeff Johns is that he's been in the industry since 1997. Right. And when he talks about comics. It sounds like 1997 in terms of that passion, the love of it. He's he sounds like he loves it just as much as he did. Mm. He the way he talks about stuff like it makes me like I'm not a, a huge fan of Geiger, but the way he talks about it and the way he talks about comics make makes me go. Damn, maybe I'll go get Geiger and really try and dig into it and find, figure out what he's doing to love it. Yeah, especially like the the little nugget he gave, like things are dropped even from page four. You know, like like there's there's just a lot there to absorb. And the cool thing about the whole unnamed verse that he's creating is that it's so nonlinear in terms of the releases. Hmm. So if you look at like the timeline, like Geiger's the end of the timeline. Uh, Junker yeah. Joe is the middle of it. You know, so yeah. and red code is technically the beginning of it. So we're getting it from all over. We're getting it from like multiple angles and little seeds are here and there. It's just like 
it's it's smart like smartly made for rereading. And like I don't reread comics often, but the fact that this universe is so entangled makes me want to reread things. I I I think Je- uh, Geiger is brilliant. Um, so do I, I really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I reread it for the first interview, and I was just as impressed. And now I want to go through this shit again. <laughs> it almost made me want to go to Vegas. Like almost, almost. I've been to Vegas, and it actually is exactly like it is in Geiger. So. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic, yeah, that sounds about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Radioactive it is. guy just walking around. Uh, I think that might have ha- In fact, I think a guy that was radioactive tried to get me to go into a van so that he could take <laughs> me to the area of Vegas where they have all the strip clubs. Um, that's not a joke. The radioactive part is, maybe. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you put a you put a Geiger meter on him. I'm sure he got he had some. some a Geiger meter? On. That's what they call. That's how you judge radio radioactivity. Oh, I didn't know what that. I didn't yeah. know that that was a real word. Yeah, yeah Geiger, Geiger counter. Holy counter. shit. Yeah. Wow. Learn something new every day on this podcast. Uh, yeah, so if there are other guests that you guys want us to have on the show as well, like please hit them up. Let it, let them Campaign. know. <laughs> Sorry? You campaign for us if you if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know what was so cool was uh Joel Justice who is a, a patron had actually reached out to Jeff Johns on Instagram and uh, got a reply. Oh, sick. And wow. Joel told him how excited he was for Jeff to come on the show and, and for us to be able to interview him. And, and, you know, Jeff said, thank you and everything like that. So, you know, when you guys reach out to these creators and let them know like, Hey, we love the comics pals and we would love to hear you guys be interviewed by them or whatever. These things can happen. We just got, tweeted out of the blue uh about by gail simone yeah Uh, yeah. and like we we've spoken to her at conventions you know but like we're becoming known a bit in the you know in the creator space and that's because of y'all hell yeah and as much as i like to hear my own voice especially when i edit this um i (laughs) love talking to creators because it's just like uh it's just like i get to be a sponge you know yeah, get the wisdom. Yeah, it's like I'm watching the show, you know. But yeah, and we've been lucky. We've been lucky this year. We've had we've had some good guests already, um, and it the, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. So, I, Jeff Johns is impressed by our dedication and consistency. And when I tell you that there's no slowing this train, we mean it. No, guys, I ran out of ADHD meds. This We're going. This train's going off the rails. <laughs> Whole hog, right? <laughs> so we're not we're not going to do any news or anything like that. I think the Jeff Johns interview stands on its own, stands for itself. Uh, so go ahead, Tyler. Join the Discord if you want to talk about news as it drops, because yeah. that's what we've yep. been doing this week. You know, new X-Men books. We've been talking about that. So. Yeah. If you're, if you're new to yeah. us, uh, we have a vibrant discord that's full of really good people uh a lot of the comments we read were from people that are in our discord um as well so yeah yeah i i like to say i feel we have the best community in comics is that true yes it is true um so yeah be a part of it come join wow someone just literally just joined that's wild (laughs) wild. (laughs) i don't know who you are armin but thank you for joining or amen Thank you for joining. We appreciate that so much. Uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna close things off here. 
Uh, really appreciate everybody that listened. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you want more stuff like this, support it. Um, showing up live. Thank you so much for everybody that came to watch. We really love that. We will be back next week at our normal time. Uh, it's Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, our review show, our comics review show, Pals Pulls, is every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. There's a listener poll up uh, right now. If you want to vote for what one, one of the books you think we should be reviewing on Thursday. So if you want to come hang out with us. Um... Oh, my God. That's so funny. So uh, Harris just said, so I am roaming. Who won? Harris, you won. <laughs> you won. You, dog. Yeah. All you. Congratulations. And, uh, did he did he hear the larger part of the prize? I don't know. Uh Harris, not only did, like <laughs> yeah, not should, only, we leave, should we make it a surprise? Like, might he might listen back later, but like let's Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll just leave it like that. Yeah. That's Harris, you won. Congratulations. Sean, you want to hand deliver this and videotape it? Don't say that. Don't <laughs> say that. Thank you. Um Yeah. Congratulations to Harris. Thank you all so much. Really, really hope that you guys enjoyed this. Uh, your support means the world. We will be back next week. Uh, plugs. You guys want to plug yourselves? Oh, Kale. I want to plug myself. Oh, Hit it. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Uh, thank you so much once again uh, for listening to this episode, uh, part two of the Jeff Johns saga. Uh... I'm coining that. Part two of the Jeff Johns saga. It might be a saga. Files. Episode six, we could be like a Crisis on Infinite Johns. You know, like. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Toto Into. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Marco. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Marco Animoto. Uh, talk to me about the romance anime that I've been watching, My Dress Up Darling. It's been what I've consuming, and I have God, plans here, yeah. to watch maybe Hunter x Hunter. I've been back on anime at the moment, so come talk to me about that weeb shit. Marco, so it's, did, it's just Hunter did, Hunter. Did that's what I... <laughs> I'm not even a, uh, an anime guy, and I knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It's just you Hunter don't pronounce Hunter. the X. Yeah. No way. I didn't know that. It's yeah. like a... Wow. Um, uh, my understanding is it's like a, a, a Crossover. dot in like an acronym uh okay okay that makes sense i'm kicking you out of the weeb channel now in discord now just for that that <laughs> i deserve it frankly <laughs> you can go ahead and kick me out while you're at it um tyler what's your plug uh, uh, uh you could find me at the tyler olson on instagram and twitter uh it's my brother's birthday happy birthday sean i don't know if he watches but just oh, yeah thank you oh sean i didn't know you guys were related can't you tell well, you know tyler and i are very close we we do have brain waves that are way too similar. That's um, true, and our birthdays is... are like two days apart. Yeah, are we the same person? No, yes. because you wear those shirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should send Jeff a hat. Oh, no, that's a good that idea. Actually, let's email. Sick. Oh yeah, uh, if you guys want uh, merch, you can get a Comics Pals hat, shirt, got, uh, whatever. Yeah, the cup, the yeah, shirt. The cup, yeah. We got it all. I gotta get my own merch. I don't have anything <laughs> with my face on it. Me neither. I feel like mm -hmm. a shithead. Other, I mean, other than the shirts and cups, like we have a ton of stuff with our faces on it. But like that, like exclusive kale stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I want a shirt that says "Kale was right." I oh. can get you that shirt, and I know my friend Kevin would want that shirt. Mm, so. It's never oh. happened, so I don't know. I want that. 
What, you gonna, what yeah. if you have like a button up yeah. shirt and then like when you're, you know, like you, you disagree with Jess, you can just unbutton your shirt and it says Kale was right on it. <laughs> that is the last person that shirt would work on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not true in Kale's house. That's only oh, yes, true. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Um, come to Argentina, the comics pals. Listen. Done. Hey, invite us. And, oh, yes, that was, that invitation. was an invitation. Yeah. We're, we are, we are like vampires. We are not allowed in unless you invite us. So with that invitation, you bet your sweet uh, self that we will be sending Marco over to Argentina <laughs> oh, wait. right away. Yo, Argentina has a great comics community. Uh, yeah, yeah, independent stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Not a, like a... Like a, vacation a rev- revolutionary uh, comics, right? Like, so. oh, yeah, the turnout was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. See you there. Shit. We're actually trying to figure out what other Comic Con to go to, other than New York Comic Con. So, if you've got a con you think we should go to, let Dude, us know. Mega Con looks good. I know Jeff talked about it, but I, I saw some videos on it this weekend. It looks pretty big. I would go. It's in Florida, right? It's right near Disney World, dude. Said it. Let's go to Epcot. Um, as for me, just really happy w- about what we just did. Uh, if you want to talk about it, you can join our Discord or hit me up personally on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Um, yeah, Jeff Johns is the man. Uh, and if we are able to get Jeff and like Gary Frank or Jeff and Jason Fabok oh, on the show, either that's yeah. insane. So we have Jason to start Fabok having on. like like Jeff Johns specials. Like yeah, a Jeff right. John spinoff show, right? Like, yeah. Who knows? The sky's the limit. Thank you guys so much for listening and being a part of this. We appreciate it. Um, we're in this journey together as a community. So, thank you. We will be back next week. Until then, take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>